Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I hope you're having a fantastic week and that the weather is beautiful wherever you are. And if it's not, and you are enduring the endless winter like I am, fist bump, because we will make it through this. I know we will. Spring is coming, and you know what? There's so much good TV on that it's just going to have to get us through. Did you guys watch the Oscars this week? I made it through about half of it. I made it right up to the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga shallow number. And uh, it was everything I hoped it would be. That was pretty much the only reason I was tuning in. And of course, it's the only thing everyone's talking about now. The steamy performance. It felt to me like Bradley's baby mama in the audience was Johnny Cash's wife watching Johnny and June Carter sing up on stage. And I am not rooting for anyone to be a homewrecker, for anyone to leave their baby mama slash girlfriend slash future wifey, but it just felt very reminiscent of that moment. Let me know what you guys think. Come over to the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group page and tell us what you think of that and everything else that you're watching on TV, on Netflix, on Bravo, on TLC, on WeTV. We have lots of conversations over there. I want to let you know we did a recent cleanup of the Pink Shade Facebook group and we ran an algorithm for duplicate accounts, different things. Um, different people who were inactive for a really long time, and it might have removed you in error. And if it did, please send me another request and come back in if you still want to be part of it. Mistakes like that can happen when we're doing general cleanups, and I'd hate to think that we booted someone out who really wanted to be there and who had a real account. So let me know just by sending me another request and come on in and join the conversation again. All right, we have a fun episode today because Jennifer Bonetto is back. She is a feng shui expert and she is an author of Hollywood's Fatal Feng Shui. We did an episode, oh, I want to say a couple months ago that was really interesting. She assesses all kinds of homes all over the country and she talks about the energy and she practices traditional feng shui, not the new age hippy-dippy or fly-by-night pop culture feng shui. And she goes deep. She had the idea to assess the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills homes this season and talk about what's going on for each of them energetically. And I was riveted by what she had to say. So that is coming up today. Later this week, Mary Payne Gilbert will be recapping Love After Lockup and Seeking Sister Wife with me. So make sure to stay tuned for that and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can get all episodes delivered right to you. And you can always get bonus episodes and support this podcast over on Patreon. Becoming a Patreon member means that you are directly supporting the free content on the regular podcast and getting bonus content on the Patreon platform only, just for you. I'm putting about three episodes out per month right now. I say two to four, and I'm averaging three, so that's about where I'm at. I'm hoping to do maybe up to four more regularly as I get more Patreon members. You go to patreon.com slash pinkshade and join there if you're interested. Thank you to everyone who's done so, and thanks to our premium sponsor this month, Jessica Zeda, who has helped me recap Lifetime movies and has a couple of podcasts of her own, the hashtag No Judgment Pod, and also The Real Housewife of the West Side. Check those out if you haven't yet. All right, but moving on to Jennifer Bonetto and the feng shui of The Real Housewife of Beverly Hills.
Well, you guys, I'm so excited because guess who's back? Our favorite, Jennifer Bonetto. She is a feng shui master. She has written a book that many of you have purchased and read, Hollywood's Fatal Feng Shui. And last time she was on the show, she was talking about different houses that appear in the book and also the concepts of feng shui, what it is and what it isn't and how we can apply it to our lives. Jennifer, welcome back. Hi, friend. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to do this today because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back on the air and we're getting some serious house porn. In just two episodes, we've seen a lot of these women's houses. And you contacted me because we had this idea that we can really look at the energy of these houses. And I just cannot wait to hear what you've come up with. We're going to go over, what did you look up? Dorit's, Kyle's, Lisa Vanderpump's, Teddy's new house that she just moved into this past year. And then we're going to do a special bonus house at the end that we won't talk about yet. So stick around for that. So first of all, did you find some juicy stuff just in general when you were doing your assessments? I did. And I want to say that I haven't looked at the floor plans. So what I did is I found their addresses. I pulled everything up on Google Maps. And then I was just looking at the orientation of everything, how it's set up in the environment, the pool location, the door locations. So I got as much information as I needed. And the stuff that I found confirmed a lot of the things that they had been going through either that year or a year when something negative happened, like a robbery. So I thought it was really interesting. And I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. But I just want you guys to know that I am assuming the direction based on Google Maps. So it's not 100% accurate. But I think with a little reverse engineering based on what they went through, um, it kind of describes what they have going on energetically. That's so interesting. You know, I've made about 50% of the changes that you suggested to me after you did my home assessment. I've seen the biggest changes in my office. And I'll I'll talk to you more about some funny stuff that's happened. And in my daughter's bedroom, I still need to get a water feature. We haven't done that yet. It's so cold outside. There's no way we could put it outside, but I need to get an inside one maybe. And I'm still trying to come up with ideas how we could change our bedroom because I really, truly value what you were telling me about this house. I think just as a reminder to everyone who listened to the last episode, you know, it's been a while. Can you kind of hit on the big ticket items you look at? You mentioned it like like water feature, direction of the house. You just kind of talk about what you're in general, what you're looking at. So I look at the facing direction and when you moved in. Then I look at how the house is oriented in the environment. Like, is it on a hill? Is there a road coming towards the house? Is it on a corner? I just kind of look at the situation on the outside. And then on the inside, we look at the floor plan. So walls that beds are placed on, bathroom locations, the kitchen, the stove location, just the general layout inside of the house. And then I take everyone's birthday information. So based on all those aspects, that tells me how you or anyone else is utilizing the energy in your home. And that tells me how people will be affected with money and with relationships and with health. And it'll tell me certain specific aspects, like which person will be individually affected in these ways and why. And then we kind of go over your goals or whomever's goals. And then um, I show you how to make the changes on the inside. And then there, if there's anything you need to do with the landscaping on the outside. Okay, great. And 
we touched on this in the last podcast as well. And you guys, if you haven't listened to my interview with Jennifer about her book and about so much more, go back to that one and definitely take a listen because she includes so much information about the basic principles of feng shui in there. But just as a reminder, this is not a declaration that everything in your house, if it's set up a certain way, is out to get you. It really is about energy. And I think what you taught me, Jennifer, which I didn't know before, that the that this kind of real feng shui practice is truly about the individual. So when you're saying you look up a person's birth date and things like that, it's about how they are affected in the house. It could be completely different for one person than another, correct? Exactly. Like what one house that's good for you may not be necessarily good for me and vice versa. Yeah, that is so interesting. I've never heard that in any reading or, you know, probably just like clicking on websites that I've done about this. So I, I don't know. I just find that fascinating. Okay, so let's start with Dorit. And PK chemistry. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, this house is so good. Let's do it. Okay, this is the rental. Yes. So this is the house that they have in Beverly Hills that you always see on the television show. And what struck me as odd the first time that I saw this house when she started the show was, do you remember when she had that party? I think it was a birthday party for PK and everyone was shuttled in on that golf court golf cart and they had to go up that steep hill. And that's why she was shuttling people up and down that hill on the golf cart. Yes. It was when they hung the curtain through half of the room and then boy George was behind it. Yes. So when I saw that episode, I was like, Ooh, this house, because there's a steep slope going up towards the house that usually indicates money issues because the energy, if you think of energy like water, if you're hosing around your property and the water is running down the hill, which it would in this case, because of that, that steep driveway, that's the same thing that's happening with their finances because the energy can't get up there. So it's almost like an uphill battle. So that was the first thing that I thought was really odd. I was like, huh, these people, you know, seem like they have a lot of money, but that right there told me that there has to be something, there's some kind of um, kink in that, in their um, iron or whatever. What's that saying? I don't even know. A that. chink in the armor. Yes. Yes. A chink in their armor. You know what? That's very interesting. Now, wasn't there something you had mentioned in our conversation before where if it slopes to the right or to the left, as you look out, it means something different or you're in this case, it's just such a steep slope coming down from it. It's just everyone is affected. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Anybody in this home would be affected financially. Like that's the first thing that it would affect people. Well, we know that that's true for them. I know. And the second thing I noticed was that they have a bunch of stairs leading up to their front door. And that also is indicative of money issues. So they already right off the bat have two things that signal um, money issues, which I thought that was fascinating. And then the other thing I saw was that, so this house favors Dory. So based on her birthday, um, the house kind of gives her stability. But I say that in terms of just looking at the direction. I'm not taking into consideration the environment or the general floor plan. So in general, this direction for her gives her stability. But for PK, it's his worst direction. It indicates divorce. It indicates failures. It indicates business dealings um, being ruined or not going through. So for him, the energy is the worst of the worst. And I'm assuming he is the breadwinner. Um because I feel like without him, this all probably wouldn't have happened. So it's more important that the direction be favorable to him versus her. Obviously, we want it to benefit both people. But um, the fact that it's so negative for him, to me, is like a huge red flag. And you know, since they've moved into this house, she's become 
a national figure on the housewives, you know, and she's also opened the swimsuit line, even though we're hearing that she owes money on that. And his business and his reputation has completely fallen apart. And he is certainly not a fan favorite. hundred percent. hundred percent. So you can tell the house favors her. Yeah. Um, more than him, obviously. Wow. Okay. Now, do they have a pool? They do. So their pool is located in the northwest corner of their property. And having a pool in that sector can indicate money issues, one. It can indicate depression. It can indicate health issues like stomach, digestion, reproductive organ issues, um, anything like with the midsection of the body or the back, the lower back or mid-back. So I thought that was interesting because that pool will play on their financial issues 100%. And it's always uncovered. Like if they were to have a pool cover, it wouldn't be as negative. But because the pool is left uncovered, which normally anybody in California usually does that, um, it causes issues. Well, this is exactly what's going on in their lives right now. I mean, a financial mess is like the headline of their entire story that is not being broadcast on the show, interestingly enough, but everybody is reading about it in the blogs. But I wonder as we get further along if they're going to mention it. I feel like they're going to have to. Something's going to have to come out, don't you think? I feel like if we don't get to see footage of that woman chasing Dorit and Lisa Rinna in the Bahamas, <laughs> then we have been robbed. We we have been robbed. Not just, you know, Dorit, not just Kyle. We, the viewers, have been robbed if that doesn't happen. Don't you think that has to be shown? I mean, we've all seen footage of it. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. They're going to do some kind of editing or they're going to put it in themselves 100%. I feel like, yes, like we need this. <laughs> we need it. We have suffered. We need something juicy. I mean, Dorita's in that yellow bathing suit. You see Rinna in the white one. I mean, you see them running away. It's it's when Bravo cameras are down there or evolution cameras are down there filming. And so I just know that oh, it happened, you know, while filming was happening. And I wonder what we're going to hear from Dorit as an explanation, because this woman is screaming, what do you owe $300,000? Why haven't you paid my friend? And I don't know the specifics about it. There's plenty of listeners right now who are probably that you know everything about it. I feel like it had something to do with the swimsuit line, but I'm not sure. And it's it seems like it's Dorit's money that's owed in that sense. But PK owes like millions. Yeah, I know. I read that. I read about the his, it must be a gambling debt as part of it, right? Isn't it the Bellagio has a marker of like, who knows, point whatever, 1.2 million, 3 million. I don't know. It's millions. And he owes it. Because he thought his bankruptcy would take care of it, but it does not cover gambling debts. Now, that's interesting. Do you know if he went bankrupt when he was living in this house or, or that's unclear what year he went bankrupt? Everyone scream at me and tell me if I'm wrong about this. But my understanding is that he went bankrupt before living in this house. And he actually declared bankruptcy in the UK, not in the US. That's correct. I remember reading that. Okay. Okay. That's fascinating to see. Any other big, big items that you found from their house or should we move on to Kyle? Yeah, there's a couple more. So um, the back door. So the front door is... um, If you're just looking at the chart, it is good for money, but we don't just look at the energy chart of the house. We look at the environment too, right? Yeah. But if you were just looking at the chart and just look at it on paper, it would look good on paper. But in reality, it's not because of the environment. But the back door, which I'm assuming they use a lot because it's California, they have a pool and I'm sure they have a lot of parties that has what we call the robber and the thief energy which indicates business deals falling through, people owing you money, not paying you back 
people stealing things from you, either literally, figuratively, or like intellectual property, that type of thing. So this house to me kind of um, indicates, if I were just to make an overall assessment without looking at the floor plan, it's every type of business venture he would try to start never gets off the ground. Like either something happens where it's slowed down or it just falls through the cracks. So you can tell that this house, he literally is fighting an uphill battle, trying to get money, trying to fund projects, trying to make anything that he has going on currently work for the long term. Wow. So you're saying it has that robber thief energy and Dorit claims that they were robbed. Now people are saying, oh, it's probably an insurance scam. I don't know. Nobody knows the truth about that. But that energy is there. I was looking at the annual energy because was she robbed in 2018 or was it 2019? It would have to be 2018, right? No, wait, when's filming? That's what I think, but I couldn't I couldn't tell online based on what I was reading. 2018, it would have to be. Yeah. Okay, so if it is 2018, during that year, in that same direction, the troublemaker energy visited. So yeah, that would definitely be a possibility. Because when that troublemaker energy combines with that robber and the thief energy, negative things like that can happen, like a burglary, or, um, you know, a really big business deal falling through, or people owing you money and not paying you back, that type of thing. I was kind of shocked. I mean, everyone was when Dorit said she was robbed. It was right on the heels of Kyle's robbery. And then Erica was talking to Dorit saying, yeah, we've been robbed several times. Like, it just seems so common for these women. It was it was shocking to me. Yeah, it's very shocking. And the person that robbed her, apparently or allegedly, was the same one that had robbed other people like in that neighborhood. He would just go to open houses. Did you read that? No. Tell yeah, me. it was some guy who was really fancy. He was dressed really well to the nines, was a good talker. He, they said he was slick in quotations. And so I guess he would go to different open houses in the same area. And that's how he robbed the properties. So when I read that, I was like, huh, I'm more inclined to believe her because they were trying to sell this house. And I believe they still are trying to sell this house. They just dropped the price. Yeah, that's right. They've been trying to sell this house forever. That's why the owner redid it because it was so dated before. Remember when they used to stand in that bar area and it was like all black and white and crazy looking. And so they remember last year they moved out and they said, because we're having the house redone, the owner was having it redone to sell it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So this person came to an open house when it was on the market and robbed them during an open house. Yeah. And I guess he did it to a bunch of different properties. And then I guess he was apprehended and they found some of the items, I believe. I'm almost positive that's what it said in the article. Oh, Not, okay. Not um, necessarily hers, but like all the people that he robbed. Wow. Interesting. Now let's go ahead and move on to Kyle. Speaking of robberies, because she and Mauricio and their family are in this new home. It's not actually in Beverly Hills. No, this house is in the Valley in Encino. Right. And it is a very classic looking house, but tell us about it. Because the first thing that happened to them there was basically they got robbed. Yeah. And I know this area well, because I have clients in this area. So I kind of know how the orientation of these property goes, Mm -hmm. but this is what I figured out. So the front of the property faces South and for Kyle, it's good for relationships. And then for husband, it's his number one direction to make money. So that's excellent for both of them. Nice. But the degree that it faces in South, which is, I believe the first 15 degrees. And that's just my opinion based on having worked in this area. It could be wrong, but that's what I think it is in that direction in the front of the house. 
they have the robber and the thief energy permanently. But what gives them good luck is they have a pool in the back. And where that pool location is, it brings a lot of money luck to people. So it's kind of like they have mixed luck here. So it's like, like it could be a situation where uh, Mauricio has some business deals go through and they make good money. And then ones that he's hoping for kind of fall out at the last minute. So it can be kind of mixed. But what's interesting in 2017, when they got robbed, the annual five visited, which that is the troublemaker energy. And it combined with that robber and the thief energy. So that totally makes sense why that happened then. When you do assessments for for personal assessments that you do in your line of work, do you tell people when they can expect certain energy in certain years or is it only in retrospect that you can look back on it or can you project that too? No, you can project that too. But in general, what I tell people, if your home has good energy, if the general um, chart of your home is good and you've made changes to really um, manipulate that energy to benefit you and your family, you don't have to worry about the annual energy that comes in. So like, for instance, if this home in general had good energy, that annual energy wouldn't really affect them that much. I would have been, I wouldn't have been concerned, but because this home has mixed energy, then I would have been concerned and tell, you know, made whatever recommendations I had for them. Right. Okay. Now, do you feel like, and this is just speculation and opinion, do you feel like it was wise of them to stay in that house afterwards? Because Kyle really was shaken up and she actually talked about the fact that she didn't know if she wanted to stay there. See, I wish I knew like where her other home was because I tried to find it to see and I couldn't um, figure out what the address was. But what I always tell people is if you move into a house and something negative happens, that's a sign. Like usually the energy is not supporting and that's not a coincidence, you know? So it seemed like in the other home, they were both um, excelling in their careers. That's where he started his new business and was making money. I felt like that energy in that home had to have been good because they wouldn't have had as much success as they did. She got the television show in that house. You know, it just seems like that house was very lucky. Yeah. Interesting. So if something negative happens right off the bat, when you move in, you believe it is a sign energetically. Yeah. And I could see why um, this happened when it did and why it happened in this home, because she has that energy in general, you know? So like, I would advise them, like if they wanted to stay here long-term, like I wouldn't, you know, lend people money expecting to be paid back because the energy kind of indicates that you probably wouldn't be paid back, you know? So like certain things that they would do, you know, like business deals, like if you're really hoping to push for this big business deal, um, I would be weary and I would tell them like what months to be careful or what um, year is better to do that, you know, if they wanted to stay here long-term, but there's a lot of changes they could make to make this house um, really good. But yeah, I felt like that other house was so good for them. It kind of bummed me out. That's interesting. You know, and Mauricio, all of these lawsuits are kind of swirling around him and his business right now. And there's this old one that's brewing from an old friend and it was partially settled, but it's still ongoing. You know, all of this stuff seems to be recent news. And I mean, recent by like the past year, not in the past week or something. And um, we weren't really hearing about that stuff before. I know. And that's that Robert and the thief energy because things can get taken away from you. Wow. Yeah, that's why. I would definitely for them consider that previous house, you know? Yeah. Okay. So tell us about Lisa Vanderpump, Villa Rosa. Okay. So this house is so fascinating to me. And every time I would see it, because she has 
that lake in the front where she has those geese that are so aggressive, like those geese. Did you see the one yesterday where she was like running away from them? Cause they're so aggressive. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I would do the same thing. I know she has these geese. She has these geese who are literally attacking you on your way in and out. Yeah, they're horrible, those geese. They scared the crap out of me. When I saw her running, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I would do the same thing. Kyle's like, you fuckers. I know, 100%. Oh, my God. Okay, so tell us about this house, because we're all fascinated by this house. We have been ever since she moved into it. I mean, it is just an unbelievable home. Yeah, so this house has a special energy chart, and these special charts don't come very often and they don't happen very often. So her home faces Northeast and the chart that her house has, we call it a parent string chart. And when a home has this type of energy, when it's activated, which hers is, and I'll explain to you in a second why, it can indicate fame, fortune, good health, respect, um, good children. So it's a very powerful energy chart to have, and it doesn't happen very often. And with these charts, you need to have water or like a slope in the back and then a mountain in the front. And she has that because when you look at her home, when they do the aerial view, you can sometimes see steps going down and then you see her pool in the backyard. And then her house actually sits on top of the mountain. So, Her home is activating this energy naturally in the environment. But what's the kicker is that she has that water in the front and that water activates the troublemaker energy. So that's why I think those geese are aggressive like that, because they feel that energy in that water that's being activated. And when you activate that troublemaker energy, you can sometimes have mixed results. So and I think for her, how it's affected her is um, the bad press right? Um, She's not always seen favorably. Um, So I think that's how it's affected her. Sometimes it can affect people with health and sometimes it can affect people with money. But I think because she does have that special chart, it kind of offsets that troublemaker energy. What do you mean by special chart? Explain that to me again. So it's based on the direction your home faces and then the external landforms or the external environment surrounding your home. Which is the mountain and then the water. Okay, so that's the special. So it doesn't have to do with her specific birth date or her energy. No, but based on her birthday, this home is her best direction for money, for health, for relationships, for stability, for everything. But for Ken, it's not. For him, it can cause relationship issues. Um, Sometimes it can cause lawsuits. It can cause, um, you know, people being um, like combative towards him. So for him, it's not favorable, but for her, it is really favorable. That makes perfect sense. I mean, she's the one who was attracted to that house. She runs the show with the decorating. She, you know, her closet is the crown jewel of the entire house. You know, it's definitely Lisa Vanderpump's house and Ken Todd lives there. That's how I see it. Yeah, 100%. And it seems like she's the mastermind behind all the restaurants and the ideas that um, she comes up with. And she has experienced so much success and good for her. I applaud her for it. And her dog rescue and her efforts around the world have not gone unnoticed. You know, so that makes sense that things are blossoming and blooming. I thought it was so interesting when you talked last time, and also you highlight this in your book so well, that 
it's not just random. It's not just random the places we move or the places we build or what we're attracted to. That's whatever is going on with us, even if we don't know it, we sort of find that energy. And that can sometimes be a terrible match if we're in a bad place, you know, subliminally, or it can be a great match. And so I wonder if this house is perfect energetically for her, except for that troublemaker, you know, front water feature because she was in that good place and rising and her star was going up, you know, on the show and she positioned herself in a perfect environment. Yeah. And the other thing though, that I don't like about this house is that the front door is all glass, but I'm assuming she must be either in a gated community and she must also have gates in front of her home. That freaks me out. The all glass in the front. It's not just the doors. It's like the whole wall. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I I also don't understand how you could do that with so many dogs. We have one dog and like I can't even keep my one glass door clean. I know because they're always like putting their little snouts on there yes. and licking everything. I know. But again, then again, I don't have like a live-in maid or anything. So it's, it's me cleaning it off with the Windex. But yeah, it's all glass. I mean, does an all glass facade like that or glass doors generally mean something yeah it can sometimes mean yeah it can sometimes mean um you know money issues it can sometimes mean because what it's saying is that the house can't keep the energy it has because there's that glass there it's not like it's a solid wall so i'm kind of curious to see how long she's lived here and how this plays out for her you know because she does have very good uh, money luck in terms of the special chart But I've never seen somebody have a house with this special chart where it's already activated because these charts have to be activated and hers is because she's sitting on the mountain and then she has the pool in the back, which is what this call what this chart calls for. I've never seen a chart naturally activated like this and then have that water on the troublemaker energy. I feel like she's going to have some kind of mixed luck. Well, we're going to see that this season. Definitely. Yeah, where she has like a lot of good things, but then I feel like there's going to be trouble that creeps up a lot too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's true for all the housewives, but for her, this is going to be what we're, what we're being told is this is going to be her breaking point with her and the show. I mean, isn't that what we're hearing? Yeah. And I hope that she comes back, but if she doesn't, I, I could understand why. Yeah. Does that make sense? Just based on looking at the energy of her house. So what is this year energetically for her? So this year, because her home faces northeast, she's going to be activating the... Oh, so she does have a little bit of trouble coming. So the energy this year for her at the front of that house can be stomach, digestion, reproductive organ issues, health issues, depression. And it seems like the depression is really going to weigh on her because her brother passed away. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to cause a lot of issues for her. Because when you have something that bad happen to you and then you have that annual energy visiting this year on top of it, it's going to be twofold for her. That's really heavy. That's really super heavy. Well, I guess we'll I know, see. That makes me sad. I know. Me too. Me too. You know, no, no matter how, you know, I always talk about her manipulating these behind the scenes, but I truly love her, you know, as a, not as a, I don't know, as a person, but I love her efforts and her endeavors with the animals. And I don't know, she's just so fabulous in so many ways. I do too. And I have so much sympathy for her and what she's going through. Me too. And I thought it was funny when um, Kyle, when they were at Vanderpump Dogs, she's like, well, I have stuff going on too. And I was like, that seemed a little bit heartless. Like, well, did your brother just pass away? I, yeah, I know.
that kind of made me sad for her. I was like, oof, that's rough. And I think sometimes the other women, and especially Kyle, who thinks she's close to her, and we know now they're on the outs, will mistake that stiff upper lip for strength. You know what I mean? And it's like, she can be really vulnerable underneath Lisa Vanderpump and not be showing it. And her close friend, Kyle, supposedly, should be able to suss that out. But instead, she was just like, Lisa, you know? I know, 100%. I agree. If that's your close friend, you should know that she's hurting. You should cut her a bunch of breaks. Exactly. We all have friends who have different personalities than us. And we know how to, you know, figure out that maybe what they're saying isn't what they're feeling because we've been friends with them long enough. That's what I don't understand. Kyle always acts like she's new here. <laughs> like she's just figuring out. I'm like, <laughs> you're, I'm like, you're not new. You know what's going on. You know, Lisa, or you're supposedly you did. Okay, so let's talk about Teddy's new house. I asked you to look at this one because it was just such a departure from their other home. And it's very modern. And she, even, she talked about it and showed a lot of footage of the different rooms in the first episode. And she said her husband, Edwin, was like obsessed with this house. And they even went to look at it last season. And they bought it when it went on the market, just like that. And it was just up the road from their other one. So it's in the same area. What area, first of all, is it even in? It's in the Hollywood Hills. She's above Sunset Boulevard. All right. So tell us about this one. So this house, I mean, I have no words. Like what blows my mind (laughs) is that it doesn't have a proper backyard. Like, yeah, she has a pool and she has a deck. And then there's a drop off. Like you could see Sunset Boulevard, which is great. But it's like she has little kids. You're going to tell your kids and be comfortable. Yeah, go play outside. So you can roll off the hill. Like it blows my mind that they would buy this house as parents of little kids. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Cause the first thing I thought when I saw it was like, this is so cool for grown adults. Like I would never want an animal or a child in that environment because I'd be freaking, I'd be panic stricken. I mean, this is a sexy bachelor pad. This is yes. either for like some single guy or for dinks, double income, no kids. Right. This is what this house is for. This is not a house for little kids. I'm sorry. When I saw it, I was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, no way. Like, I would be so scared to have my baby be anywhere in that house with all like the marble everywhere and the flooring. I was like, oof, this is not a childproof home. It's very severe looking. And again, I really like this style, but I I couldn't move my family into it. I'd, I'd love to move there by myself in my dreams, but I could definitely not be at ease you know, with a kid. When I looked at it, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, it reminded me in your book, Hollywood's Fatal Feng Shui, of the pictures and the discussion around Anna Nicole Smith's house. Yes, yes, 100%. Oh, okay, wow. I feel like I hit on something then. Because as soon as I saw it, I thought, this is like Anna Nicole Smith's house. The drop-off, the looking over a cliff, that feeling of like being unsupported, right? Isn't that, you tell us about it. I, I don't know, I'm coming up with stuff that's not even true, maybe. No, no, so this home is does indicate money issues and like the people living in there are not supported. And I did a little research because I was curious about this home and the person that lived there before she's an heiress. Her dad um, was like a billionaire tech guy. And so she bought the home, didn't really live in there that much. And then she lost like either a million or 2 million selling it, which for them is no big deal, but that's money loss. And it's kind of significant because she bought the home in, I believe 2015 So to lose that amount of money that quickly, I was like, huh, that's interesting because the landforms support that. But what's interesting about this home is for Teddy, it's her number one direction for money, for money, for health, for relationships, for stability. And this chart in this house, I think she has a special chart too. 
but I'm not sure it's going to play out the same way it did for Lisa, because I have a feeling she has what we call um, reverse formations. I think she needs to have water in the front and then mountain in the back. And she has the mountain in the front and then her water in the back, which generally indicates money issues. And I think that's probably accurate because the heiress that owned it before lost so much money in such a short amount of time. But it's interesting that you say it's favorable for Teddy in other ways because her business right now is really booming ever since she became a, a housewife, basically. She got her name out there in a different way than she ever was able to before by being on Bravo. And so she has like 500 clients. She has all these coaches. Her business has gone from just a little, you know, her coaching a few people and making some money to a major income. But you're saying that there's it, it's mixed because of the land formations. Yeah. And I think that when her business really started booming and the reason why they bought this house is because they were in that other house and she made so much money there. And that's why they decided to buy this house. Well, that makes sense. She was filming and doing everything in that other house, not this one. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how this plays out for them. I feel like they're going to have some kind of trouble or some kind of money issues long-term because they've only been here, I believe a year or maybe even less than that. And so it takes a while for that energy to build. So the longer you're there, um, the more negative it can become. Okay. So this is kind of making me think. So if something negative happens right away, it's a sign of things to come. But also the converse is true. It might take a long time for energy to build up if you don't get a sign right away. Exactly. So it could be sometimes people experience it right away. Sometimes it takes a year or two years to feel the effects of it. It's different. And the reason why I think it's different is based on people's karma or their star chart, like their astrology. I think that's why it's different because I've had so many clients in Beverly Hills in Pacific Palisades, Malibu, where it shows that they would have money issues, but then for them, it plays out with relationships or their health. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I started seeing that it's based on their actual like astrology or their actual birthday. Now, I think it would be actually good for listeners to just be reminded of this concept that heaven luck, earth luck and man luck. Am I getting that right? Um, Yes, you got it. Absolutely right. Okay. Can you explain that again for us? Because it's not just about the energy that surrounds you. It's, It's different influences that at least in the art of feng shui, what is believed to be true. Yes. So the Chinese believe that a third of our luck comes from heaven. So your destiny, you know, what's predetermined before you come here, you're like astrology, basically. Mm -hmm. And then a third of our luck comes from man, which is us. So having good business acumen, working hard, making good decisions. Um, And then another third comes from the earth, which is the, the feng shui of the property. So like the orientation, the location, when you moved in, the layout, the floor plan, the landscaping. Right. So it's no one thing. You're not just looking for your house to solve all your problems. And you're not you're not thinking that all, no. your, all your decisions can be made in a vacuum either. It's like everything working together. Yeah. But the Chinese do believe that if your house does have good feng shui and it does support you, it can improve your and you do make good decisions. You can improve your life two thirds from what it is now. Wow. Because you're using that man luck, which is making good choices, working hard, and then you're using the feng shui or the earth luck. So that's two thirds right there that you can improve it. Yeah, right. And so whatever your astrological or destiny or that that luck that you could do really nothing about becomes less important. Okay, interesting. 
All right. So moving on from Teddy, do you want to talk about the bonus house that you assessed? I'm so excited, you guys. Guess what Jennifer has assessed for us? You asked for it and she has done it. Go ahead and tell us. I'm so excited. Shannon Bedore's house. I'm going to debunk why her lemons, what did she say? Nine lemons in a bowl or six lemons in a bowl? Why it did not work. (laughs) The nine lemons in a bowl did not work at all. No. No. And this home is, um, I know this area. She lives probably, you know, like, I don't know, five miles away from me. So I know this area and I knew that she lived there, but I didn't know the exact orientation until I looked it up. So this one is so juicy. It totally shows everything that played out in their life. Like just looking at the outside of the property. I haven't even looked at the inside. So that's why I'm so fascinated. So this home faces west. Okay, just to be clear, this is the home that Shannon and David and their girls lived in when all of the shit went down. Yeah, where she put the crystals in the wall and it was an eco-friendly house and everything was non-toxic. They did, um, you know, the, it was like a greenhouse. So this house faces west. And in the degrees in west that it faces, it has um, conflict energy. So gossiping, fighting, arguments, lawsuits, legal issues. For Shannon, it's her number one direction. It's good for money, for health, relationships. For really? David, yeah. But for David, it can cause affairs, relationship issues, um, children not respecting you, um, people looking down on you. So this house favored Shannon, which is interesting because this is the home she lived in when she got on the show. Yeah. So she did get some good luck from the house. Whereas for him, um, you can tell that he really struggled in this home. It actually indicated affairs based on his chart and the house direction. Yes. Wow. That is specific. And I wish I knew like what direction they were sleeping to because I don't have a floor plan because that in itself would also tell me what else um, was going on. But I mean, we saw how it played out anyway, so it's not as important, but at least, you know, based on the location of the home and the perimeter, the exterior, I get a lot of information from that. So it favored her for money and relationships and it did not for him. That's the bottom line. Yes, that's the bottom line. And so the pool is on the right side of their house and that pool sits on the troublemaker energy. And when you have a pool on the troublemaker energy, it can cause bankruptcy or huge amounts of money loss. It can also cause divorce and it can also um, cause health issues. But from what I was aware of, neither one of them really had health issues. So I think it played out with their money and their relationship. I feel like Shannon, her health issues have always been being a hypochondriac and then her struggles with weight, you know, going up and down, which all of us can relate to. Not necessarily a major health issue, like a diagnosis with something chronic or, you know, fatal, but she seemed to experience many health issues, I would say. And the pool on that energy can also cause like anxiety too. It can cause like anxiety restlessness, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people having chaotic thinking, anger issues, right? Mental health. I mean, it seems like that is a huge battle. And it has been for her, understandably, understandably, you know, based on the situation that has gone down and is still going down. Okay, anything else about the house? Yeah. So I was kind of looking at the pictures online and what I sussed out of the stove in the kitchen, because I had this feeling based on this chart, I think her stove was sitting on, um, we call it like an, 
health, illness, energy, like a negative health, negative illness, like depression. I think it was sitting on that energy because in the mother of the house, it can cause weight gain. And I'm almost positive it is based on the pictures that I saw online. So when a stove sits on, we call it the two energy in the mother of the house. So it wouldn't affect the little girls because the energy is very feminine. It's a motherly energy. It can make women gain weight. It can make them more depressed. It can cause stomach digestion, reproductive organ issues. And I feel like that's how her stove was located. And for the men, because where the knob location was, it can cause men to get headaches. It can make them work really hard for their money. It can also cause um, lung and, um, you know, head issues. This is blowing my mind. Basically, this house, as we know, just, I mean, didn't destroy their marriage, but this is where their marriage was destroyed. Their relationship, their family fell apart, but it affected each of them in different ways, depending upon their personal relationship to it. Exactly. And based on their birthday too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Shannon is an Aries. I know that. Yeah. Just like Vicky. In the Chinese system, which this is also interesting, she's um, a six gua and six gua is metal. Um, and David's a nine gua and nine is fire. So fire burns metal. So you could tell like he was never really supportive of her, even from the get go. And the issue also is to her energy based on the Chinese system is a male dominated energy. So they're usually CEOs. They're usually the people that call the shots and tell people what to do based on this house and the energy dynamic. I think he probably felt emasculated by her. And I think that's where a lot of his issues came about and his insecurities. And that's why he um, strayed and had an affair. That seems spot on. I mean, that seemed to be the dynamic that he felt emasculated. He needed to find validation elsewhere. And she was seen as harping on him, but it was because she wasn't getting attention or affection. You know, it was just so messed up for both of them. And I feel like I have said it from the beginning. I know Shannon is annoying to many people, but he did her dirty big time. So dirty. So dirty. Yeah. I could see myself going nuts too. If a dude was doing that and like making me feel like the crazy one. And then you really do start exhibiting crazy behavior when somebody treats you like a crazy person. Like I can relate to that. No, this house hundred percent is crazy making because the last thing that I saw, this house is on a wide juncture, which means it's a corner lot. So she has a road in front of her and then a road to the back and then another road that's coming towards the side of the house. So we say that that creates a noose towards the house. And when you have that energy, it's usually money issues and it's people behaving crazy or erratically or having difficulty concentrating, making good decisions. Like this house is literally crazy making. And I think he fed off that energy. And obviously she did too. And well, that's why their little nine bowls, their little nine lemons in a bowl did not work. Oh, poor Shannon. <laughs> poor Shannon. She's like going to see Dr. Moon. She's putting the lemons in a bowl. She's got the crystals in the wall. She's not talking on cell phones. None of it matters. No, none of that would have helped. She could have had a hundred bowl, a hundred lemons in a bowl. None of it would have mattered. She could have had a thousand crystals in all the walls. Nothing would have been able to change how her home is located in the environment, the direction and where the pool location was. And then on top of it, she had a fountain um, in the front of the, her house, which also exacerbated that gossiping, fighting, arguments, lawsuits, and legal issues energy. You know, this is baffling to me that Shannon basically has the worst case scenario house because she is all about feng shui. She's all about getting these assessments done. Like, who was giving her this advice? 
Yeah, but she likes the Americanized version. She likes like the the fruity kind that gives you tchotchkes, like where it's the quick fix. Like put this tchotchke or trinket in this corner, add this here, and then boom, your energy in your house is going to be fantastic. Paint the wall red, right. Yeah, she didn't use a real Chinese classical feng shui master because they would have told her before even looking at this house, get out and run, floor it past this house. Don't even walk in there. Like if that was me and I was with her, I wouldn't have even let her set foot in this house. Oh my God. Because you can see it all just from the outside. You don't even need to set foot to know how horrible the energy in this house is. Well, this is what I was telling you. Okay, before, you guys, before we started recording, I was saying to Jennifer how I did this throwback Lifetime movie recap on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash pinkshade for all bonus episodes. But it was the Betty Broderick story, parts one and two with Meredith Baxter Burney. And they showed, now I know this is a movie, so these aren't the real homes, but they showed the facade of the home that Betty Broderick drives a car through. She literally gets in the car and she drives it through her her soon-to-be ex-husband's house because she's so mad. And it looks exactly like Shannon and David Bedore's house. And we, as we know, this story is from a true story. It is set in Orange County in this pretty much the same area. And I was like, what? That is like Shannon and David Bedore's house. And Betty Broderick was driven absolutely insane and is probably already a psychopath, was probably already a psychopath. And as we know, she ended up murdering her husband and his new wife. Horrible, horrible. But I was just kind of shocked by how very similar those houses looked on the outside. I mean, the setback of it, the facade, the door placement, everything, the driveway, everything looked the same. (laughs) It was shocking. I'm going to look up that house because I'm so curious because I've never heard that story until you told me. And I love, I love like murder, crime, drama, like the whole Dirty John series, all of it. I love it. Yes. Oh, you have to listen to Something Was Wrong. Subscribe to that podcast. It's a new one. And it's about a woman who almost gets married to this guy who is completely spinning a total web around her. And she is interviewed on it and her family members. And it's really, really good. It's called Something Was Wrong. Okay, I'm definitely going to look it up because I love listening to all those podcasts. Me too, me too. But yeah, the Betty Broderick story, classic. Meredith Baxter Burney acts her ass off in that movie. She was so good playing a woman scorned, you know, and, you know, the result was horrific and she's still in prison to this day for her crimes. But um, yeah, the comparison of those houses, the, the similarities was, was like, it floored me. And, you know, because people say, like, Shannon is kind of, she's no way in the world am I saying she's going to pull a Betty. But she's, like, being driven crazy by this guy. In the court system now, same same thing. He's got all the money, all the power. And I couldn't find her current address, like, to see where she lives now, to see if that house is better. I mean, I suspect it is because it seemed, like, from the outside, it seemed fine. Like, there wasn't anything weird. I just hope that, you know, she's sleeping to a good direction. But I couldn't find it online or else I would tell you about her current house. That was going to be my next question for you. And then I'll let you go because we've been on a while. But I was going to say, like, what what is her current state? And even if her current one's not good, I think she's been in some rentals. Like, what's the ideal for Shannon? What does she really need? Does she just need what everyone needs? Like the right placement of like the slope and the pool and whatever else? Or weirdly, again, I know she drives people crazy, but I really want the best for her. 
No, I agree with you 100%. I don't ever wish anything negative on anyone, and especially her, because she believes in all this, but she's just going down like misguided paths. But for her, because she's a six gua, so it's based on her birthday. And in the Chinese system, it's the six is, um, you know, a more masculine energy. It's a commanding energy. It's a powerful energy. So she could be very successful because she has that in her. And for her, her best direction is a west facing house but she would have to pick a west facing house that is in between 262.6 degrees to 292.5 so this one was the first 15 degrees of west this troublemaker house that she lived in so if she went to a house that did face west and it was pure facing west and depending on where everything was situated she could have a lot of success and really be a powerhouse Wow. How do we get this information to her? You guys who are at spin class with Shannon or you see her out about in Orange County, tell her to listen to this episode. Tell her to call Jennifer up and get her (laughs) advice. Because I feel like truly, I mean, she does believe in this stuff, but she seems to be getting bad advice. And if she would be getting some authentic direction, she would take it to heart. I think she'd be one of the people on these shows who actually takes this to heart. Yeah, 100 percent. But I suspect that her house must have decent energy because her that real for real cuisine is doing well. She lost a lot of weight in that house. Now she has like an amazing boyfriend. So I suspect it does have good energy. Oh, that's true. That's true. Next season when we see her, it's going to be kind of her comeback. Yeah, exactly. Which is exciting. I can't wait to see what comes to fruition for her. I know. And Vicky is going to probably maybe kind of definitely be demoted to friend of. We're hearing interesting times. I know. I'm kind of excited, though, for that shakeup, to be honest with you. I feel like they need something big to happen. I agree. Long overdue. It's long, long overdue. Well, Jennifer, tell us where we can find you on social media, how we can find your business page. I know that there are many listeners who still want to reach out to you to get assessments and how we can find your book. Just give us everything that we need to know. So my website is realfengshui.com and feng shui is spelled F as in Frank, E, and as in Nancy, G, S-H-U-I. So realfengshui.com. My Instagram is at therealfengshui.com. Facebook and Twitter is just real feng shui. And my book is on Amazon, so you can purchase it um, on there. And if people want to reach out to me through my website or Instagram, I always um, reply in a timely manner. That's great. Thank you. And I will make sure that all of those links are in the show notes. So guys, if you're driving right now and you can't write that down, just scroll down to the show notes of this episode and you'll find Jennifer's links to her book, her website, all of her social media right there. You can click on it. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. You know what I was thinking, Jennifer? At some point, we should like slum it and do like the Vanderpump Rules Apartments or something. Oh my God, I would love that. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Let's do it. Honestly, we could do like the different seasons when they're on just to see like out of curiosity how the energy is affecting them. But the Vanderpump kids, that would be gold. It would be so awesome. Or like yes. the feng shui of Sir versus Pump versus Villa Blanca versus Tom Tom. I mean, there's so much available to us. So much. And I would love to know the energy of that damn couch that everyone had sex on in Tom's apartment. (laughs) I can tell you it's a skinky energy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you. Okay, we'll talk again very soon. Thank you. Bye. 
Thanks to Jennifer Bonetto for coming on today to talk to us about all of this super interesting, energetic, feng shui stuff going on for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Remember to scroll down to the show notes if you want to look at all of her links and you can connect to her through there. And remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Erin Liam Martin. And you can join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. You can also become a Patreon member, patreon.com slash pink shade. And you can catch me on the Jenny McCarthy show, Sirius XM stars channel 109 Thursdays or Fridays for BFF Friday. All right, you guys have a fantastic week. Remember to hang in there for a recap from Mary Payne and I for Love After Lockup and Seeking Sister Wife later this week. If you subscribe to the podcast, all these episodes will come right to you right away. You won't have to keep searching for them. And thank you for leaving five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Talk to you soon. And until next time, I'll see you in reality.